0: Welcome back to Real Faith Conversations, where we try to talk about life, culture, and faith in the most genuine way possible. My name is Ryan Morris, and I'm joined here today
1: with Rachel Bowman and a new guy, Jamie Thorrington. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Uh, my name is Jamie Thorrington. I have, was baptized two years ago on April 20th, and I kind of found my way into the church uh, back in January of 2018 um, when I went with one of my friends to Mass, and really started to enjoy going there. Um, And then when I went uh, to my first Mass by myself, that was when I just, I loved it and I knew I wanted it. Um, And then I finally started coming to St. Peter's in uh, May of 2018 and I was making a drive down from New York a lot or as much as I could, but it was, I still enjoyed it. And it was, I drove down here um, for church and also to uh, see the girl that I was seeing that introduced me to the church. And that is a
0: perfect segue because you were dating a girl that went to St. Peter's. And our topic today is we're going to dive into being in a relationship with someone who is not really religious, but the other one is. And uh, so that's a really interesting perspective there. And we'll dive into some of our own experiences and also talk about some lessons learned. All right. Does that sound good for everybody? Yep. All right. And uh, that's really cool, Jamie, that you were from New York or not from New York, but going to school in New York and driving here for church, but also to see family, right?
1: Yeah. No, my family lives close by and I just enjoyed being here. Being here, I felt happy and I felt a certain sense of positive positivity that I hadn't felt in a while. And I kind of needed that. And so when I would come here, it just felt like I was recharging myself for the week. Mm -hmm. And just like that way I could actually get through the week and I know just in my own manner where I didn't feel like I was struggling to get through it. Yeah. And you're
0: going, you're going for what? Some electrical mechanical engineering or something?
1: Uh, electrical engineering tech.
0: Electrical engineering. That's no uh, easy task there. <laughs> no. You definitely but... need to be re-energized
1: for that one. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's a lot of late nights.
2: I kind of can agree with that. Cause when I was before COVID and all that happened, when I was um, on campus, I was going to the church there. Obviously I wasn't coming here at that point but it was like it was a great kind of like end but also like start to the week where it was like that was my time to kind of be alone recharge and be like all right help me get through this next week of whatever i have to do because i was still like being a freshman and being like super new into college and um just trying to get like the routine down so it was definitely something that was like refreshing um and i was doing it on my own i wasn't really with my family or I wasn't with friends really it was just kind of me but yeah I just when you said that I was just like yeah no I definitely I definitely felt that
0: yeah it's funny uh Sunday mass is strategically placed for that no <laughs> <laughs> but for all of us we can relate in some way where it's sort of a nice rejuvenating feeling to go to Sunday mass and then start the week again right but um yeah so let's dive into the topic today about you know this relationship topic of you know, when one person's committed, the other one may not be or maybe they have no faith at all. Maybe you're on a journey that is slightly different than the other person mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure it all out together. Um, so let's start off, I guess, with Rachel. Let's talk about cool. your past because, <laughs> I mean, our listeners love hearing you talk about your experiences and being genuine about That's it. Great. So I guess we could start with you.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so I was in a relationship for about two years um and i was the one who cradle catholic i've been part of this church my whole like specifically this church my whole life um my family comes here every sunday went to the catholic school um and the person i was in this relationship with kind of had some background in religion um it was more i don't remember what the those churches are called but it's when it's more of like um
0: like non-denominational? Or yeah, yeah, of, something like that. So Protestant he, church?
2: Yeah, he had he had had some um, times with that when his when his mom was kind of going to uh, different churches and kind of like church shopping essentially, um, but uh, a church like this, where it's like you know you have the altar, you have communion, you have it, it has its own um, mass and liturgy and all that. That wasn't something that he was a hundred percent used to, I guess mm. is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't that he was against it. It wasn't that he was raised in this way where it was like, Oh, I, I shouldn't be going here. I'm not welcome here, but he just wasn't around it ever. Um, and so with that, uh, when we started dating, I, I didn't really think about bringing him right away. Um, cause sometimes it can be a lot when you're like, cool, you want to come to church with my family to some people it's like, Oh yeah, sure. And to others, it can be like a little daunting almost if that's not something you're used to. Um, and so, so a little bit in, I started bringing him here and uh, starting to make some connections here and there um, and explaining what I can. But there were definitely moments where it felt like, you know, if I wasn't here, then the church wouldn't really matter, mm-hmm. like the church aspects wouldn't really matter. Um, and it was like almost another reason for him to be able to hang out with me and spend time with me, um, you know, and then after church, we can kind of like go and do our own thing. But for me, church was its own thing. It wasn't connected necessarily to someone. Um, and so that got a little difficult at points when I was trying to kind of show the importance of what it was to me, but that connection just wasn't necessarily made yet with him. And so, you know, as I wasn't expecting somebody to kind of pick up the reins and go and go at it as quick as possible, um, there, there definitely were aspects there that I was just kind of like, is this even important at this mm-hmm. point? Um, because I know how I feel about it and I felt like we were on the same page and now I'm not sure. Um, and that can be really difficult when you're trying to like have like a good relationship with someone and and there's just like one thing you can't really get on the same page on. It's like, how do you have a conversation about it at that point? You know?
0: Yeah. I can really relate to that actually, because, you know, my previous relationships weren't always, um, the best in terms of being on the same page spiritually Mm. and diving into that faith journey. And a lot of times I thought that even bringing them to mass or church, it actually had a negative effect on the relationship in a way, which shocked me because I thought, you know, everything was great. You know, everything will be better as long as I expose them to this side of me. And uh, it wasn't that way. A lot of times it was sort of a rejection of it.
2: Mm.
0: And that surprised me in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, it, it can be hard, like you mentioned, to constantly think about that while you're trying to, like, focus on, you know, the worship.
2: Yeah, piece. I mean, especially when you're, like, really a part of something. Like, this is someone you can see putting a lot of, like, you can put a lot of effort into this and you want to see a future come out of it. And it's like, this really important aspect of my life can't even really find a place in that. So what's that going to do years from now? What's that going to do when like marriage is talked about, you know, because it's yeah. like it, you're you're already on different pages. How do you kind of get to the same place without pushing them farther than they're ready to go? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but sometimes I think like sometimes they're not going to be ready. And that's kind of a part of it. It's like you kind of have to dive in sometimes um, and it might feel super uncomfortable at that point, but it'll only get easier as you kind of continue um, and that was, that was just a place I don't think we ever really got to was when it mm-hmm. got easier. Um, you know, and, you know, that's, a that's okay. But, you know, yeah, Did you know, know? <laughs> um,
0: I was watching a Ascension Presents video on YouTube and Jackie Francois said this line that really stuck with me. Uh, she said, don't flirt to convert. That's what she t- That's what she said mm-hmm. under one of her videos. And it, in my context, that made sense because it was always entering a relationship thinking, okay, they're not at the same place where I am spiritually but they can always get to that place. And for the most part, that is true. Everyone can always get to a different place, right, Right. in their life. Um, Maybe not in the context of in a relationship, right? Maybe that's not where the calling is. I realize that now, but a lot of times I didn't listen to that. Don't flirt to convert. But I say that because it's not always the case because with Jamie, uh, there was some flirting, but there was converting there.
2: Look at that segue.
1: Yeah. It was, I just wanted to go and spend time with her. So as soon as she's like, I'm going to mass, I was like, I only get to see her for the weekend. So I was like, I want to go to mass with you. I didn't even think about going to church. Cause I remember I found notebooks from years before that where I did not look, I didn't look positively on Catholicism or the idea of religion. And even the idea of being with someone who was religious, it scared me. And mm. Um, So when I first went to mass, I didn't expect to like it. I just expected to be able to spend 45 more minutes with the person who I wanted to be there with. And that first homily, I was, I was hooked. I was on the edge of my seat and I was like, I want what this guy's talking about. And I felt just so happy and I just, I felt like I needed to be there. And so I went back every week after that. And I feel like that's one thing where you need the person who's looking outside in needs to have the wantingness to actually be a part of it. Or at mm-hmm. least the curiosity to be like, no, I'm open to the idea of this. Mm-hmm. But you have people like, no, I'll do it just to make sure that the other person seems happy when they're not. They don't. They're not there authentically. They're just there, sitting there and waiting, counting, counting the seconds till the time is up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Walk us through that, cause um, you met this girl. And
1: she brought you to St. Peter's, right? For the Is that for the first Mass? I came to my first Mass by myself. I was wow. greeted by Father Fitzpatrick. And he came up and I told him it was my first like time being here. And then I was new to all this. And he gave me a hug. And that made me feel very welcome because I was scared and I didn't feel like I belonged here. And so having that was nice. And I didn't even um, go and sit with her and her family. I sat by myself. And wow. it was I did that most Masses. And my second Mass, I came back and I just felt... More welcome in the weirdest way because Father Fitzpatrick comes up and he just looks at me and goes, Craig, right? And I was like, close enough, it's Jamie. But. <laughs> and <laughs> um, at that
0: time you had long hair, is that right?
1: Yeah. I think I, I be- remember. <laughs> I believe so. It's, it goes between long and short. Um, but I feel like the other person should, to make it better, they should want to at least get involved or at least see what it's about if they don't know. And I feel I was closed off all my life growing up and because mm. a lot of people around me didn't have – positive times with Catholicism or even religion. So when I heard their experiences and saw how similar they were to me, I didn't think I would fit in or if I didn't think people would accept me.
2: Wow. And
1: so that was a great change of pace being able to do that and actually like coming here and meeting everyone. You're making a great point there because you said you sort of made the first initiative. But what, what did your girlfriend at the time say to you? She right. told me I didn't have to go. She's like, oh, you don't have to like do this. And I was like, no, I want to. Wow. Like she wanted to make sure she wasn't. She I think a lot of people feel like they're forcing others to do stuff and like how you yeah. talked about it where you're like, I don't want to push him too much. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid to ask certain questions like, oh, no, I don't want to bother him. And certain people are OK with that, like where they're just like they don't actually think about inviting people. But some people might subcon- or like some people might secretly want to go to church and just be scared to.
2: Right. Yeah. And I definitely agree with like kind of being connected with other people who already had these experiences. You're not a part of it just yet. And so it's like, well, if I'm like these people and they're already having their experiences, how am I supposed to even get anything good out of this? Um, And and I can definitely agree with that. And from like a weird sense, because like I was just like always a part of this. So even the people I was hearing who are having these um, negative experiences, or kind of just like, oh, I could never be a part of it because this is who I am. I was kind of like, well, I'm already a part of it, you know, even with all of this other stuff in the background. Um, but when it comes to like not wanting to push someone, it's like I don't want to scare you away. I don't want to make you feel like you're less than me because you're not ready for that, because that's not the case at all. Um, I just want you to be a part of something that I'm a part of, and I I really do care about. But there has to be some understanding between that and you know, making it all about you. Because when it becomes mm. about you and what you think you're doing for this other person, and it's not about them and their journey and their um, like first step forward, I think that can kind of misconstrue a lot of like I don't know where you're at when it comes to like being on the same page, which is kind of what it's about at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Here's another lesson too. I think I can add to this conversation is that my first girlfriend. Um, I was seeking another Catholic girl, right? And uh, she checked that box because she identified as being Catholic, right? But I didn't go and check out even deeper than that, right? She was basically, looking back on it, culturally Catholic and not really practicing, right? Her family was Catholic. She went through, you know, the prep classes and all that, got her sacraments. But um, at the time, I was just starting my journey um, with coming back, to the church and trying to make it my own right and part of that making it my own looking back was oh well if i'm going to date a girl she has to be catholic but that really is in my opinion not a good way of looking at it right because when you're just trying to check a box that says oh she says she's catholic check a box um there's not really substance there right and a lot of times um there can be, there can be problems because she wasn't, um, on the same page with me. And so that would go into the relationship. You know, we would have fun, you know, go out on dates and do all this stuff. But then when it came time for mass or going to church, she didn't really want any part of that. Mm. Um, it kind of confused me in the beginning and then it turned into this like confrontation where it's like, well, how are we going to move forward with this if we're not on the same page, you know? Yeah. And that can happen as well um, if, if the intentions are different, right? And then it goes into, well, you're trying to go down your journey, but then you're focused on this other person's journey. And um, that was a tough place to be in, you know? And um, I'm sure a lot of people that are going down different paths and different journeys, um, of course, you're always going to have your differences. But um, I think it's recognizing that before you enter the relationship because then you're kind of in a tough spot like
2: yeah, going even, forward. And like with that is like you also like it's hard to just expect something of someone, of people in general, especially when it's like something that wasn't really talked about. And then you talk about it a little bit more and you can't go ahead and just expect that. OK, now they're going to fall into all the categories I fall into and go about mm. it the same way I'm going about it because it works for you, but it might not work for them at all. Um, and that's it's important to be able to see both sides of that and understand that it's not your job necessarily to find this place for them. It's their job to take that initiative, like you were saying. Um, and find that place for themselves and then that's when you can kind of come back together it's the same as like having your own independence before you're getting into a relationship to avoid the whole the whole like you know codependency and all of that stuff
0: Mm. which we talked about in a previous show
2: yeah and so like when you have these two individuals who have their own strength weaknesses passions all of those things and then they come together it can make something beautiful versus having to depend on someone else to give them uh, their life to give them that sense of worth or happiness, and it goes kind of the same within the church. You can't, you know, expect to be the one who's in charge of this person's journey. It has to be individual. But then when you come together, it makes something that much more beautiful.
0: Yeah, Jamie, um, I liked your point there, where you said that your your girlfriend at the time wasn't pushy mm-hmm. and all that. Let's reverse that. What if she was pushy?
1: How would how would that make you feel in that moment? Would it would it have pushed you away? Um. Honestly, it depends on how I feel for them because I'm at the type where if my heart feels that it's all in, then I'm all in and I won't really fight that. There was um one girl I dated back in high school. She was went to church every single Sunday and she asked if I would go with her and I said I wasn't really into it and that seemed to strain the relationship as I saw. Um but it was it didn't feel like it was for me. Um mm. growing up, no one I did go to church growing up with my friend and his family. I only went for the singing. And every time that they were like, we're going to church, they would all complain. And so it was like, I only went for the saying and the rest of it, I just really wasn't into. But I feel if they were pushy and didn't respect my wishes, that's when I would try and subtly back out of the relationship. And it was, if they were pushing me against something I didn't want to do or didn't feel I should do, then I'm not sure how it'd be, but I feel like it wouldn't make the relationship work.
2: It definitely creates like distance. Mm -hmm. Like you don't really necessarily mean it to be there but it does create some sort of like this weird block because then it's like you're not respecting where I'm coming from and I I know you really are into this and I know you want to kind of get me to this point as well but when there doesn't seem to be a lot of respect in that sense like it's hard to move forward in the way that's like oh yeah I want to be a part of this too yeah because you know at that point you've been just pushing me and so now I kind of just want to take a step back because if this is what this thing is it's just pushing and telling me how I'm supposed to feel and what I'm supposed to do. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? That's not for me. That's for you. And it might work for you, but it doesn't work for me. And so it does create like a little bit of a, all right, well, I might take a little step back. It might not be as drastic as, okay, now we can't be together, but then then you're just, someone's here and someone's here. Like, you're just not even on the same level at that point, let alone the page.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And Rachel, I guess when you were, going into your relationships because in a previous show you had explained that you've been dating since middle school right yep and uh when you entered those relationships were you necessarily looking for someone who had faith at the time um or any religion i guess
2: not really i mean i went through a phase when i was in catholic school where i was like super not about religion i was just like what's the point of all this like I'm being sent here and I'm not a huge fan because of these aspects and then church doesn't really make sense to me Because i'm still kind of young. I don't really understand what's going on and my attention span is small um And then like I I just didn't have my own connection to it yet So I was just kind of like what's the point like I get where my I get where my mom's like a fan of it But i'm not so I already was going through that and then the people I was meeting their families weren't really religious. They were kind of just there because it promised better education and stuff like that than public school. Um, and so that was kind of just like checking off the box. More of
0: checking the boxes. Yeah, yeah. of,
2: you know, oh, at least my kid isn't in public school. Um hmm. Which, by the way, no issue with public school. Went to public school for uh, high school, so, you know, there's no issue there. Um, But so they weren't religious either. So when I was dating in middle school, that wasn't even talked about. You know, we both went to Catholic school, so there might have been something there of like, well, maybe, but I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't really thinking about what that would lead to in the future at that point. But even as I got into these relationships in, like, high school and all of that, Didn't really matter to me. Um, I think my thing was like, as long as it wasn't like, hey, I'm against this. I'm not for this. I can't respect it. I can't be behind it. Like, that would have been a little difficult, you know, because I can for all those things. So um, I think... There had to be, like, something, but it didn't have to be, oh, I'm a churchgoer. It would just have been a little easier when it came to me kind of explaining that this is what we do on Sundays. It's not really a pick or choose. Like, this Mm -hmm. is just a part of what I do, including the fact that I sing here and all of that. Like, that has to be a part of it as well. Um, So to answer your question, no, not really. It was more, I definitely always looked more for, like, personality, how I was being treated, um... Like, can you make me laugh? You know, things like that where it's like yeah. the religion stuff kind of came after when I was explaining more who I was to this person. Because um, I also didn't want it to be a reason that people got scared away. Like, oh, she's just, you know, an uptight Catholic girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not necessarily who I am, but like I do have a bit of that in who I am because of how I grew up. So yeah. I can't like push that away and then expect them to never find that. Yeah. Or that means I'm stopping what I'm enjoying and a part of that's not
0: fair. Interesting. Yeah, and and then the parallel to that is that now is it important for when you're looking for someone to date and eventually maybe get married to them, is faith an important piece to that now or has it changed? And Jamie, feel free to jump in, whatever.
2: Um, personally, I think it definitely has changed a little bit. Again, I'm not necessarily looking for someone who goes to church every Sunday and is really, you know, like, but if it's someone who's definitely more open-minded, because we see all these beautiful stories and these couples who have been a part of this church for years, who it's like, yeah, I, I had no idea, but my wife wanted me to come and she felt like it was, and then I was able to find this connection. And now this is just how we raise our family. This is just who I am now. Um, and I think stuff like that is so cool and I I can see that kind of being more my situation than necessarily meeting somebody at church if that makes sense where it's like they are at least open to the idea fell in love with it and then we're able to kind of take that and run with it and so I'm able to continue on my journey be help to them but they're just you know on theirs as well and then we can kind of come together like that so I think it's more this idea of like openness to it and, like, some sort of, like, wanting for it as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm kind of on the same page with that where I I never ask anyone to go to church for me. The one time I've asked people to come um, come to church with me was for my baptism. And even that, it, I was so scared to do it. Like, it, I nearly broke down telling my dad I wanted to get baptized. I thought he was going to shun me instead. He loved me even more for it. Yeah. Um, but it's, I always feel... I feel odd asking people to come to church and I just I feel kind of weird about doing it and I've it's more of if they want to come with me they're more than welcome to and it's Mm -hmm. like I'd like to find someone like that where now it's it would be nice to have um, Catholicism be a part of the relationship and but it's I don't want to put the basis for a relationship on them being religious I just want them to be open minded and spiritual if anything where we can talk about it and they are at least interested in it.
0: Well, hey, there's a lot of... Rachel knows. There's a lot of single girls here at St. Peter's that are around our age.
2: Uh, Rachel knows. I don't know why you're... <laughs> I don't know anybody. Well, know. Are you single? Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. We went there this. we go. There we go. We got one right here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan, for that. Um, I think along with that is respect. I think the respect part is, like, a big part of it because even if they're not fully open to it yet... Um, Even if it's a couple months in where they're like, you know what, yeah, I think I'll go to church with you. Um, There still needs to be respect coming from their side versus like uh, with what I am already a part of. Um, So even if you're not ready yet, I still expect you to understand the fact that I will be going to church on Sundays. Um, It is something important to me. I take it seriously. It's not Mm -hmm. kind of a joke. It's not... um, you know, a, a personality I put on just to like, oh, I'm a great person because I go to church. You know, it's like it's something that I have a connection with. And if you can't respect that, we're not going to be able to like move this forward anywhere. Yeah. Because that's that's just disrespectful to me as well. And so like, how do you how do you like have a relationship with someone where there isn't mutual respect going back and forth? Because yeah. I respect the fact that you're not ready yet. You gotta respect the fact that I've been and I've been a part of this. Yeah. So. That's important. Yes. Mutual respect. Yeah, that's one of those things that like I'll definitely like kind of put my foot down for it at this point. It's like I deserve that respect, and you know I'm not gonna ask you to do things that you're not comfortable just yet doing, um, or I'll, I'll, I'll at least be able to go about it in a different way that makes you feel more comfortable. But you know I still deserve the respect that I'm trying to give you as well, and so that's one of those things that yeah, I, I can't really bend for, yeah. um, especially at this point where I've had enough of those kind of disrespectful moments where i was just like all right you know i see
0: yeah it's funny part of my prayer a lot of times when i was single um was to not abandon my journey just for a girl man that was part of my prayer and and you know even asking if i am called to date someone um please help me find someone that it can be similar page on the similar page. Right. Yeah. And, uh, when I met my current girlfriend, one of the things she said, one of the first things she said, I'm Christian and I mean it. And I was like, all right, that that's great. Sick. I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm Christian and I mean it.
2: It's a good start.
0: And she's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys that say they're, they're deep in their faith. But when, when I got into the relationship, they weren't. And, uh, you know, and so I was like, you know what, let's go on this journey together. I'm on a journey. You're, you seem to be on a journey. And, uh, you know, part of that is the dialogue, too. You know, when her and I actually made a um, a Google Doc of prayers that we... That's that, so sweet. Wow. Yeah, so we write Aww. down our prayers on the Google Doc. So she writes hers, I write mine. And it's really cool to see. It's, it actually helped us grow spiritually, but grow as a couple. You know, to see, you know, our prayer life and how we're praying. And and it's really cool. And uh, I'm really fortunate to be in that situation. Now, not everybody is in that situation. I certainly wasn't until now.
2: Yeah. And
0: um, I, I, could s- not,
2: I could not imagine that happening with any of the past people I've been with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's there's no way. Like, that would be like, are you serious right now? Like, that's what you want to do? Like, it that's, I could not imagine being on that kind of, like, that same page with somebody like that.
1: I don't mm-hmm. think I'd be comfortable to do that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's way too much. I can only pray in my car by myself. Mm. Well, and, say more about that. Well, it's just easier because I I didn't grow up knowing how to properly pray, and so I I've screwed up a lot of different stuff when I've come to mass, but not like the big stuff, the little itty bitty stuff. Like my church up at um, up in Rochester, we had um, they'd always talk about uh, Deacon Dave, and I thought that was two different people, Deek and Dave. Um, <laughs> that's and, great. Yeah. So there was that problem. And then afterwards I got brought up nearly just like, tell them what you said. And I was like, oh no. And I told him everyone left. Um, But it was, I always get worried because I feel like I'm going to pray in not the proper way where I'm going to get judged or people are going to think less of me. Mm. And it's like, I want to be here. And I get very worried because I know I have good morals, but how I go about showing them or being myself, some people might not accept or they might look, I um, think is weird.
2: Heavily agree with that. Heavily agree with that. That's
0: Expand awesome. on that a little bit. I <laughs> want to let you guys kind of dialogue on that
1: a little bit. Um, no, it's, at certain points, it's just about the church persona that you feel like you have to have, where it's you get worried because you know that he accepts you, but you don't know if everyone else does. Yeah. And mm. that's what always scared me was um, if I upset someone. And I never want to do that. I never wanted someone to feel like I disrespected them. And right. so that's why I always got worried coming here. I'd always be very quiet and um, I wouldn't really talk to too many people. Wow! And it was just, I, I was always scared talking to people, even going up and doing my first lecture, Like I was beyond terrified for that. And I was reading what I had to say, but I still <laughs> thought I was going to screw up somehow doing
0: it. No, i actually, I can relate to that. <laughs> I've done that a couple of times and, you know, reading in a Bible study group or something is different. But when you're reading in front of a congregation, That's tough. I mean, Father Fitzpatrick has to do that every mass, you know, basically, and that's tough.
2: And then speak without a piece of paper in front of him and just know what points he's going to next. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's rough.
0: (laughs) But, you know, some people are called to do that.
2: Yeah.
1: And my relationship I had back in high school, her parents did not like me at all. And so it was her coming from a religious background. I didn't know it. I associated with them being religious. And Mm. because that's how it kind of felt was she just went to church and they always talked about God and religion a lot I just never knew how to contribute, but her mom did not seem to look uh, Fondly upon where I came from and my family and how we grew up because I grew up in a family that Um, There were drugs around and there was paraphernalia. So it was a lot of people, they get very scared when that topic comes up. Mm. And so when they do, they associate it with bad people and bad moments.
2: Automatically think the worst. Yeah. And that was kind of like in my situation, because my family was already a part of the church. It was like, I don't want to be like the black sheep in the family. I don't want to be, like, the problem child that everyone knows, like, oh, they're such a great church family, but that Rachel, you know? like. And, and while I don't think there was a lot of people who would, like, do that, I still felt like being myself and who I genuinely was when it came to expression, another thing we talked about, um, and just, like, who I am, it was like, I don't want to reflect, ba- like, badly on my parents because they're the holy ones and like, you know, my mom was the one who kind of got my dad on board with all of that and when it comes to praying, it was actually funny like there's times like the other day my mom wanted to like say a quick prayer with me and I was just like, oh no, I already said one. Like I I had a weird thing of like sitting with her and doing it because it felt very like cliche to me and it was just like, no, I do this by myself and I felt bad right after because I know she just wanted to like take a second with me because it was about um, a friend of mine, his, his grandmother, um, and, and how she's doing. And so she was just like, oh, let's say a prayer together. And it was just like, that feels weird. Like, I feel like I shouldn't, I don't know. And, and I've been a part of this family all of my life. We've been doing this kind of stuff all of my life. But even like now, it's still like, it feels like the prayer is supposed to be like by myself or in a big congregation with people where it's not so one-on-one um, which is why I think Steubenville was like a big thing for me because it was like you would have these one-on-one moments and it was just like, what do you even do with that? Like, how do I talk to somebody when I'm at like, I might be at a lower spot than they're at. So like, how am I supposed to contribute to that?
1: No, I'm even more
0: scared to go.
2: No, don't be. Don't be. Please. You went
0: for the, the, the kid one, right? I, it wasn't the adult conference.
2: No. Yeah. I went for like the high school one. I went. Okay, yeah. I went two or three years. I want to say okay. two, maybe two. We'll say three just so, you know, the viewers think I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but, um yeah, I went. I know this is a little bit off topic, but I did go to Steubenville and actually we'll bring it back on topic. The um, person I was dating at the time, I think it was my third one. I ended up bringing him with me, um, which was crazy because I was just like, if you're if you're a little bit like, uh, I don't know, about going to church. Steubenville is a whole different thing like that that's a, a weekend where it's like intense like you know the adoration is intense the people you're meeting it can be intense and like it's not necessarily in a bad way but it's kind of challenging you to look at your faith differently and looking at other young people or just their faith differently as well um and I think can for, I just explain
0: what Steubenville is yeah for the sorry listeners yeah, so Steubenville is Basically, it's at Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. That's why we call it Steubenville. And it is um, basically a bunch of conferences. They have adult conferences, and then they also have, like, high school-aged conferences for for anyone around the country. It's, like, a huge deal, a big Catholic conference, and they have adoration, they have mass, they have breakout sessions, and, you know, it's a a big deal, right? It's, like, a whole weekend,
2: yeah, it's like a whole it's a whole retreat. It's a whole retreat essentially. Yeah. um but, yeah, we ended up going. That was the first time he ever went to confession. Um, he had never gone before then. and uh, he went into it and was just like, yeah, I'm nervous, but like, I'm excited to be a part of this. And so he was able to, you know, go into that and then, you know, let a lot of things go there um, and then kind of understand just more like where I was coming from with a lot of this and see, like, these intense feelings that were almost like overwhelming to a point for him specifically, it was like, that was something that I think made church itself feel a little less huge and above him, you know, mm. cause, um, it was, it was just like, it was something we also got to experience together. So it was kind of like my world and his world were just in the same spot for that weekend. Um, wow. And, and while it wasn't like, a, oh, this fixed everything, it was still something that I thought was really important for the experience and the fact that he was always welcome. There was never a point where he wasn't. And I invited him there for a reason and he was the one that was able to be like, yeah, you know what, I'll do it. And, and that was a big step for, for him, I think. So I'll, give him, I'll definitely give him credit for that.
1: That's a scary moment. Because yeah. even if the one person um, who you want to be there with invites you, it's a thought of everyone else mm. just because when you have, because it only takes one person to scare someone away from doing things for the rest of their life and just talk badly upon that. So it's just more of you always just wonder if there's going to be that one person who just doesn't want you there. And that's what always is scary for you. And that's what scared me in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And it's so easy for listeners or even myself to say, Oh, we well, just drown them out. Who cares what they think, right? Just think about focus on yourself, but here, here's the kicker. Um, there's true experiences in that, that, you've experienced. I mean, you have expressed to me in the past of some like people like, oh, let me save you. Right. Or Mm. acting in a certain way when you tell your story a little bit. And that is just the wrong approach for anyone out there.
1: And that's Uh, like stuff I'll say on a first date within the first 10 minutes. And they're already like, I'm going to save you. And I'm just like, oh, I haven't even like that's I don't even want to continue talking because it's I don't I don't I feel like I don't need saving. And so as soon as people yeah. look at me like I need saving or my fa- life is broken, that's where it's like you feel like you're not good enough.
2: And I think that was kind of my issue because we talked about this too. Um, well, with I talked about it with Ryan. When it came to relationships, I definitely, whether I meant to or not, the people I was hanging around, there was always kind of something going on, whether it was like an addiction, whether it was a family thing, whether it was like um, just, you know, Their stuff with themselves and and trying to figure out who they are. I always kind of took this role of well now I'll take care of you It wasn't always like fix, but it was like I'll be the one to help you through everything and to a point fixing was there like You know, I can make things better Um, And it wasn't trying to have this like savior complex, but it was just this idea of This person's really going through it. I might have been going through it at one point But now i'm kind of here. So maybe I can be of something Um, but I think what went wrong in that sense was also understanding that this person was still an individual and they still already kind of had, you know, their things laid out. So it wasn't my job to come in and, and try to fix things for them. Essentially, it makes it hard to kind of figure out like, okay, so are we equals at this point or, you know, are you a parent?
1: I get that. There are certain points where in relationships where you feel like you need to be there for them and in a sense, some people are like that. I always, I, a lot of my relationships were toxic where they, um, they always just needed reassurance mm. and I didn't mind showing that because it was just one of the things that I liked doing. I liked being there for people because growing up, I felt like I had to be there for myself. So as I never really needed someone there. So I always looked for the people who needed someone and that was, and then finally when I did need someone, I was like, church found me. And Mm. it was just perfect timing. I had just gotten out of a um, really odd relationship that was, I didn't look at it as toxic, but everyone in my family did. Um, And then I went back, talked with her, and we got clarity on that. And that was the first time I had ever felt closure on a relationship. And then after that, I found the person who would introduce me to the church. And it was, I went from one of the worst moments in my life to one of the best times. Yeah. And it was just nice and after that it was after the relationship ended that was my first time when i was scared to go back to church and wow. coming back here especially because i was only going to church up in rochester that was not too bad i a lot of the times i was questioning why i was going mm-hmm. um and then i came back here and i was terrified that was more scared coming back here after the breakup than my first time coming here in general and I just remember sitting out in the pew and I had my head down and I was waiting to talk to Father Fitzpatrick and all of a sudden one person's just standing in front of me and um it was my ex's mom and she just leaned down hugged me and after that it just told it just reminded me that I am allowed to be here and I'm wanted here.
2: Yeah. And it wasn't wow. based off of anybody else that you were welcome, you know. Mm-mm. And that was something that's something that I hope um my ex knows, you know, cuz it's kind of almost like the flip side of it like um I hope that he does know, like, regardless of how we ended or how that relationship was or whatever, like, church here isn't about me. It's not about me being here, being a distraction, Or right? Like, if this is something you want to continue and you felt like you felt some good things coming from this community, like, it, it shouldn't be based on me for you mm-hmm. to come back here. Um, and I'm not saying you have to you know, create all these really deep relationships with people or be super involved. But like, I don't want to be a reason why someone doesn't feel welcome to come back because it's not about me. It's about the journey to wherever they're trying to go. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that, you know, I'm I'm glad that you felt like, you know what, I can be welcome here. And it's not about like this passive relationship. And I'm hoping that my ex can feel the same with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we all hope because really, you're right, Rachel, it's it's not about us, you know. It's not about a, a specific person um, at the church, like in the pew. It's not about the priest. It's not about the church walls. Um, I mean, as Catholics, we believe it's all about Christ, mm-hmm. and
1: all are welcome at St.
2: Peter's. All are welcome at St. Peter's. And
0: you definitely felt that with even your ex's family. That's that's really a beautiful story.
1: Yeah, I remember a year later it was uh, the day before my baptism, and I got a text from her, and I hadn't talked to her in months. And she was like, I heard you're getting baptized tomorrow. And yeah, and I just got the most ecstatic text. And I was like, wow, okay. I yeah. wasn't expecting it. That's and awesome. Yeah, it was just one of those things when I just realized, I was like, I, I did this for me. And it was, I'm so thankful for that, that I did because it's the life that it brought me to is where I want to be.
0: And she seemed so supportive of you, you know, during the relationship and even after. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think she was a little surprised when I would come back and then slowly, I would know only certain passages of the prayers um and then she would know because she'd be standing next to me and it would just be one of those things where it was cutting in and out every <laughs> single time and she's like what's wrong and i was like i only know like every other line <laughs> but it was just one of those things where she saw that i was trying and she supported me and she showed that it meant so much to her and later on we talked about how like it helped build our relationship much stronger and made it much stronger and That's so like great. I think if you find those relationships where you both care deeply about something, whether it's religion or just something that you both love, that's where the relationship could get built on. And mm. so it's one of those things. I don't know if I would put my faith and religion up there, but if it, I found someone who shared the same faith, I would be grateful for that. It's, um, but I'm not sure. I forget. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's, awesome. that's
2: kind of you answering that question of, you know, now like looking forward, like what's, What's different, at least? Maybe not even different, but what's like more, I don't know, makes more sense for you moving forward when it comes to relationships that come after the fact?
1: It's definitely the open mindedness and just like being open to different things. Because mm-hmm. growing up, I saw a lot of different things go down. And so, and I did a lot of different things in my past things that I regret, things that I don't. And it's just, more i want to move forward and i just want to find someone who just has that open mind of not looking at the past as some bad thing but looking at the past that got you to being here
2: yeah that's that's a huge thing because i think the second that you fixate on the past as a negative it's like you can't you can't even begin to take a step forward Mm. because you're so focused on this you know well this ended this way and this was just so bad and you know i was just this person so like how can i and it's like Those bad things that happened, like as terrible as they might have been, or just bad as they might have been, it did kind of lead us to become the people that we are today. Mm -hmm. And this is something we were talking about when we were talking about like abusive relationships and stuff like that. It was like one of the positive things I was able to take away was who I am now and the things I'm able to recognize now, um, and not rationalize and not you know so. Um, I think the positive out of a lot of things is like the most important part, even if it's really hard to see it right now. And it can be really easy to kind of be like, well, this is the person you were before. It's like, but is that who this person is now?
0: That's a, that's an important takeaway for all of us. I think, what did we learn from our exes that, you know, that really stick with us today and form who we are. Cause there's, this is not all about the negative. There's a lot of good things that come out of relationships that help you grow and move forward in the future.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and once you can recognize those things, it's like, it only means you're like maturing more as well and getting ready for whatever is next relationship wise, but being in a better spot that you can handle it maybe a little differently or better than you did in, um, previous relationships which is kind of where i'm at right now as far as growing up more and understanding the things that i deserve as far as just like the bare minimum of self-worth and happiness and stuff like that um and and the things that i won't accept anymore that might have been fine when i was in high school so it's definitely finding yourself and understanding that you're going to be you and this other person's going to be them but there can still be that correlation of where you guys are with different journeys and i think it's important to recognize that
0: yeah
1: yeah what do you think, Jamie? Um, sorry, I'm so thinking. I got stuck on a different thought. Well, go there. <laughs> Why'd you go there? Let's hear it. Uh, now I forget the thought. You got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, no, I was just thinking about how beforehand, whenever I looked at everyone who was in church, I either looked at them as these people who were saints, just like always made sure to put, like recycle every single thing and just loved everything, <laughs> but also just very very good people and when i got there i realized that they're not some of them aren't okay too and it's okay to not be okay but i just Mm. i never knew that i honestly always thought everyone always had their stuff together and they were just like always like they had their life together and then i um i forget why i went off on the tangent um but it was just nice going there and knowing I, i didn't feel alone when i was here and that was what church always reminded me and it was like And when I would go with people, whether it was friends, whether it was someone I was dating, it was like, I never felt alone. And I got to be there with other people. It's great being here with other people. Um, I just never, I don't have the confidence to ask people to come with me.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I don't either. If that makes you feel any better, I don't either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's awkward
0: um, to have that invite be Mm -hmm. rejected, potentially, right? The Mm -hmm. fear of rejection.
1: I don't know if that's why you... I've had people not look fondly upon the church. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. ran into one of my exes a little bit ago, and um, she was talking with me, and um, then she mentioned, um, she asked if I was still dating the religious girl, and looked on it very poorly, and I was like, no, and she's like, oh, thank God you're done with um, Catholicism, and I was like, I'm actually baptized now, <laughs> and she's like, she got you baptized, I was like, no, I was like, that was a choice on my own, and that was a very short uh, lunch, but
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: no, some... In certain cases, I just don't feel comfortable because I I don't want them to immediately put Catholic Catholic on the front cover of me and just immediately label me as that. Mm. Because I don't mind being labeled as Catholic, but I don't want them to think I'm just Catholic or that my entire life revolves around the church.
2: It's that image you were just talking about that is attached to that as well. Because it's like if you're just looked at as this religious dude, then this idea of, well, he must have all this... All stuff together, and he must be so perfect. And so, and like, so the same way you're seeing the people at the church is how people can start viewing you when they learn that, hey, I go to church, I do this. But it's like, that's where that being genuine comes into play Mm because then they can kind of see, okay, this is who he is, but you know, he's still religious, Mm -hmm. and that can kind of open. That's why, like, we have these podcasts, is like, I'm able to talk about certain things from my past that you know you wouldn't necessarily think about seeing in a church, you know, but it, they are important because it's still part of me, but it doesn't make me any less mm-hmm. um a religious person. So I definitely understand where you're coming from, um, when it comes to like how you want people to view you. I don't want people to just assume that, you know, I'm goody two shoes. And I I mean that was the first thing I thought when I saw you <laughs> and you know that was only from like little things I've heard and just like the way I, I first saw you, the way you looked very like presentable. But then actually like being able to talk to you about things, it was like not the exact opposite but it was to a point where it was just like there was a time where you didn't even feel comfortable coming here you know like Mm -hmm. coming in the building and it was you know almost overwhelming so it's definitely cool where you can't really judge a book by its cover at that in that sense but um yeah
1: i I know i can't because father fitzpatrick he the idea of like talking to a priest scared me because it was when you're thinking about religious people he's the highest one up there And so it was just, like, talking to them, and I'm like, oh, they're just going to know, like, I'm a bad person. Mm. And so as soon as I started talking with him, I was just, like, I felt so much better. And I was like, oh, wow, like, he's talking to me. That must mean, like, I'm okay being here.
2: Yeah. And you realize that priests are just people, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I did realize that. It took me a little bit. that
2: That took me a while to figure out, and I knew in my entire life, but it was only until I, like was like maybe like 17 18 I kind of was like I can actually like talk to you like a human being like I don't have to you know try to act some sort of way to keep up with an act and I always thought that was cool I know we're getting a little bit off topic but no I mean I think this
0: is on point to relationships right your interactions with father Fitzpatrick humanized the collar Mm -hmm. right you just saw him as the priest as a figure and not the human behind the collar and That's awesome, you know, because I had to do that, too, actually. I think we all have because I was scared. I mean, I think I've talked about this on the show before going up after mass one time. The homily like spoke to me. Right. And I wanted to get my sources to go look for myself. You know, I wanted to get his sources, his references. So I waited in line because at the time before the pandemic, there were long lines for Father Fitzpatrick and people talked to him, you know, all this other stuff. And so I got to me and I didn't know what to say, but I was like, um, I liked your homily. It really spoke to me. He's like, thanks. And I said, can I have your sources uh, for the homily, your references and all the research that you put towards this homily? Because I didn't know what priests did, like how to make a homily, but I figured they probably had some sources and luckily he did and he sent them to me. Um, And it started from there and I was like, wow. And then we had conversations, invited me to a small group Bible study, and that's how it started. Bringing it back, I mean, relationships isn't just the romantic relationships. It can be other relationships in our lives, friends, family, mm-hmm. uh, priest friends, even right. The human humanizing priests. So that's super on par. And I think uh, when we talk about this, it's important to recognize that not everyone's on the same page, and the pers- there's a lot of emotional preferences that come about, mm-hmm. or perceptions rather that uh, kind of cloud our vision and our thoughts. But a lot of times it's grounded in reality and people's experiences. I mean, you've already shared some of those and I'm sure we would love to have Jamie back on the show for future episodes because he has Absolutely. a lot to talk about that we can't get in on this show, but maybe some future topics. Oh, I'm but, definitely down for that. Um, So I guess some takeaways as we sort of wrap up the show and kind of send off send our listeners off into the world after this podcast or wherever they may be going i think one for me is to be mindful of your own self and how you want to practice your faith and for the other person possibly how they don't want to practice their faith because a lot of times you know there may be some people that hey i don't want to be an organized religion or i don't want to be around people that want to save me all the time Mm -hmm. and you know understanding that before you enter the relationship, right? That's yeah. one takeaway for me.
2: Yeah, I think that I think that's probably one of the bigger ones for me as well because it's still, you know, you can always look at the person for who they are and their personality. That's always very important. But if faith is an important aspect in your life, you're going to need to know how that translates to this other person because mm-hmm. if you're not on the same page, like you're never going to be able to move forward with that, especially if you have a very different idea for the future than they might have. Um, and that goes for a lot of things, not even just religion, but, um, I, I know how important religion is to a lot of people. So when their significant other can't really get on board with that, uh, it can be really challenging trying to figure out like, well, now how do I live my life? Well, I also want to have this person. Um, and so I think mine is kind of just like respect and understanding that, You know, everyone's a child of God and people are at different points in their journey. Some people might not even start theirs, you know, and and that goes into your point. But I think having respect for yourself and your beliefs and also other people is a really big thing because you don't know where people are coming from. um, You don't know the way they feel about certain aspects of it until you start talking to them. So patience and and respect, I think, are big things for me.
1: Yeah. And also courage, because it's Mm. just getting over that fear and that might not even be real fear. And because looking back on it, I was thinking, I was judging people thinking that they would judge me. And so it was me keeping myself from being here because mm. you know, they didn't do any, anything. Wow. It was just things I would tell myself. So it's more of just, if you want to do something, just try and get over the hurdle and you might need help and it's okay to ask for help.
2: Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's a good thing to end on. That's <laughs> yeah,
0: a good good way to end it. Um, this was great, Jamie. Nice having you on the show for the first Thank you time. For me, I'm man. sure we'll have you back many more times. And Rachel, it's always great talking to you and hearing you. your perspectives. And uh, we can leave it at that. But if you guys have a topic you want to come on the show and talk about, email media at Saint dot net. That is media at Saint Peterchurch dot net in the media is all spelled out, but also St. Peter Peter Church dot net is all spelled out. Um, We'll we'll be happy to have you. I mean, Jamie's first time, was it scary?
1: And at the beginning it was.
0: Okay. It was scary for him, but it's a lot of fun too, right?
1: It is. It is. I enjoy it.
0: Don't be intimidated. Um, I mean, we have three cameras here now, three mics, but um, this is a great time. And we can really impact many people's lives on our conversations when we be genuine, real and have a conversation. So see you guys next time.